everybody. Uh, welcome. Welcome to uh, Capes and Japes. Uh, if you are in the U.S., I hope you enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. Um, if you're listening to this at some point in the future, I hope you enjoyed a past Memorial Day weekend at some point. Also, if you're in the U.S. and you work in any service industry or travel or tourism, I hope you survived. I, I hope, hope you did great. I'm proud I of you. I believe in you. Yes. Um, and if you're not in the U.S., I hope you just had a great old regular weekend. Um, without any weird patriotic overtones. Um, we are still, uh, one of us is still in, uh, recovery. Look, you're gonna, I'm gonna be, I have, at, when this podcast is released, uh, I will be in surgery, getting my bones fixed. <laughs> I get it, cause they're not, um, they're not really where they're supposed to be yep. right now. Olivia saw my x-ray. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can, I can speak to everyone. Listen, I'm not a medical professional, uh, but those bones were not where they were supposed to be. Yeah, so we're gonna fix that, um, and then, Olivia, if you say every single time that I'm still in recovery, there's gonna be, like, it's gonna be, like, eight weeks, my dude. Yeah, well, I want everyone to continue supporting you. Footwatch. Footwatch 2019, and just sending good vibes for your, uh, whatchamacallit. The very fun thing is- Convalescence. Mm, thank you. The very You're fun welcome. thing is uh, the eight-week healing period of not being able to put any pressure on my foot. The mm. very end of it does include San Diego Comic-Con. Well! <laughs> huh. So I'm still figuring that one out. <laughs> well, hmm. 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 If I do get Goblin Mom working, uh, only one foot. Only one foot gonna have to have that beautiful sock that I turned into a shoe. Um, it is, um, it will be funny to me if you're, like, at, uh, Comic-Con in cosplay, uh, on crutches, and somebody sees you who isn't caught up to crit roll and is like, OH MY GOD, WHAT HAPPENS TONIGHT?! <laughs> That's very good, but also I'm pretty sure I'm gonna bring the wheelchair for that one, cause okay, ya boy does That's not want to be on crutches all day at a convention. Ah, uh, that's a great call. Um, will definitely be even more confusing to people. Yeah, just like why is not in a wheelchair? Did not why break not? her foot? Yeah, crit ones, man, they'll get you. <laughs> yeah, she stepped in lava, actually. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what Matt Mercer does when your foot goes in lava. He takes the foot away. <laughs> he takes the foot away. <laughs> that's Matt's foot now. Um, anyways, anyways, uh, convalescence aside, uh, Memorial Day aside, we are still here. Uh, we continue to, to podcast through all adversity. 
Um, and on this fine Memorial Day, we are bringing you an episode, uh, in memory of Garfield Logan, aka Beast Boy. He's not dead. I just like remembering him. I was about to say, like, I'm not caught up on comics, Olivia. Did he die? No, I think Gar... Gar is one of the few Titans who has not died that I know of. Interesting. Um, Gar, like, because, like, Vic's definitely sort of died. Raven's died a bunch. Corey may have died at some point. Um, but my, my, my boy Gar Logan is just, keeps on keeping on. He does his um, best. He really, truly does. Um, and so, uh, so let's get into it. Uh, Gar is, uh, actually, I think I lied on previous episodes because I mentioned, uh, when we were talking about Vic and Cory and Raven, um... I talked about how they were all introduced in, like, a little, like, originally in, like, a little, like, preview thing uh, in one of DC's, like, team-up books to be like, here's the cool new kids coming to Teen Titans. Um, and I think I included Gar in that group. Um, but that is not when Gar was introduced. He was actually introduced much earlier than that. Um, because he was a member of the Doom Patrol. A. Yep, in, like, the mid-60s. Um, the Doom Patrol is, uh, well, they have their own, uh, series on the DC Universe Network now, which I have not seen yet. Um. I have heard good things, though. I have heard very good things. Um. And, uh, they've had a, uh, they've had a few incarnations through the years. Um, they were introduced in the 60s, um, with the official tagline of, uh, the world's strangest heroes. Um, and they were a, um, a group of, uh, super-powered people who all were sort of, uh, struggling with their superpowers, um, or they felt sort of, uh, rejected by society, um, or they, you know, had, like, a superpower that they thought of as, you know, more of a curse than, like, a true, like, heroic thing, um, and then they all, uh, got uh, unified, uh, by, uh, by, into a team, uh, that ended up fighting crime despite their difficulties and despite their challenges, uh, fitting into the world. And if it all sounds a little bit familiar to you, um, it is pretty much directly sort of like the Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, like, 60s Marvel ethos that kind of made Marvel what it is. Um, and actually to the point where one of the, uh, original writers, uh, Arnold Drake, uh, claimed that, uh, Stan Lee ripped the idea for the X-Men off of the Doom Patrol. Um, 
because it debuted like shortly before X-Men came out. Um, and then later he was like, uh, you know what? Probably we just had a similar idea. Um, but it is interesting because it's, it's sort of the only, uh, team in the DCU that like really fills this sort of mold. Um, and they also have like super, super weird recurring villains, uh, including two of my all-time favorite comic book villains ever, um, The Brain, who is a brain in a jar, and I Monsieur Mala. Brain. I love The Brain. He's a brain in a jar, and Monsieur Mala is a French talking, hyper-intelligent gorilla, and they're in love. They're in love, and they're dating, and it's great. They're in love, and this isn't, like, a joke. This isn't, like, us saying, like, oh, Superman and Batman are in love. They're canonically a couple. It's a, a a male-identified brain in a jar and a male-talking gorilla. And they're very in love, and they use extremely romantic terminology with each other. And they're evil. But that doesn't and mean they're that they're friends. not in love. Listen! Villains can have feelings, too. Sometimes your boss is uh, an evil brain in the jar who wants to take over the world, and he's your husband and you'd do anything for him. There's a plot line in... I know that this isn't the uh, Monsieur Mala brain uh, episode, but there's a plot line in um, the Rebirth Titans where mm-hmm. the brain is using a drug to basically like use uh the brains of addicts as cloud storage so that he can <laughs> transcend and the whole plot line is like as he transcends he drops his uh emotional bonds and Monsieur Mala's like but what about me <laughs> and then he helps the Titans uh, reverse what he had done because he's like, wait, this is bad. <laughs> he he doesn't know me anymore. He doesn't love me anymore. This is terrible. Ah, I love them. Um, God, they're so great. Um, so that's the kind of vibe that the Doom Patrol is coming from. Um, and this is where our boy Gar is introduced. Um, and he is, uh, Again, all of the, I mean, all superheroes do. All of the Titans have, like, pretty dark backstories, and you would expect Gar to have, like, the least dark backstory? Um, but it's still, like, not great. Um, so, uh, his, uh, his parents were scientists, were zoologists or biologists of some degree, uh, studying animals in Africa. Um, so he spent his, his childhood in Africa with them. Um, both of them were sort of, you know, uh, not more focused on their research than on parenting at the very least. Um, I think different versions have also had them as like varying degrees of like, okay parents to like very bad parents. Um, but, uh, he, Gar is, uh, contracts this, uh, 
extremely rare and usually fatal disease um, that the only species immune to it is a uh, a certain variety of uh, green African monkey. Um, and you can see where this is going. And you can see where this is going. Um, and then, uh, as always happens, in this, well, something like this always happens when you have, you know, th- basically the same thing happens to Vic as you have, like, sort of a, a, a questionable scientist parent and, you know, a, uh, a child whose life is in jeopardy, um, is, uh, his parents do some untested science on him, um, to, to, to save his to, life. To, to save his life, um, to temporarily turn him into a monkey. Well, sometimes you just gotta turn your son into a monkey. What can sometimes you say? Sometimes you have to turn your son into a monkey. I think, um, I think at different points they've, like, done a version of this that's just like, oh, he just, you know, he injects him with the monkey blood and that gives him the powers. Um, and I know in... Young Justice, it's like, it's Ms. Martian's blood, um, which honestly makes, like, more sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, like, she's right there, and Martian's a shapeshifter, it's like, that all tracks. Um, but no, it's initially, it's just, he's, his parents turn him into a monkey. Temporarily. The intention is to do this temporarily. Um, and it is, um, but it does permanently uh turn him green because the monkeys are green um and it also gives him the ability to uh turn into any animal um so he can uh he can transform into any creature that he's seen or has uh seen a picture of um he can uh this includes like uh, aliens, if he's, you know, seen them, um, he can technically turn into other humans, um, but they'd be green, so it wouldn't, like, super work to, like, try and pass himself off as somebody else. Unless Um, you're trying to pass yourself off as, like, Ms. Martian, who dyed her hair. Ms. Martian, who dyed her hair. Or, uh, John, who has no hair. True. Um, uh, he can do, uh, he can do, like, microscopic creatures, uh, he can do, he has done once or twice, like, a group of creatures, like a, like a bunch of barnacles, um, and I don't know how that works, but the, this is very, this is very whack science here, like, which is fine, because it was originally a Doom Patrol thing, and all of that was weird. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, like, Vic being like, oh, I enhanced my son with robot parts, is like, okay, like, that's obviously, like, would not happen like this in real life, but it's believable for sci-fi. Like, I turned my son into a monkey, and now he can become a T-Rex. It's like, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Um, but it's good. And obviously all the animals he turns into are, are green, that's the thing, and that's how, you know, you can recognize him, so you're not just 
watching, like, seeing the Teen Titans, you're like, there's a freaking elephant there. Where did they get an elephant? They got a pet elephant. That's Dick's pet elephant from when he was in the circus. Oh. Zitka. Zitka's here. Zitka's on the Teen Titans, y'all. I'm so proud of her. Um, so, uh, Gar has this ability, um, as a kid, you know, doesn't really know what to do with it. Um, his parents die in an accident not too long after this. Um, as far as I know, it's always an accident. I'm not sure of any version that was like, you know, because normally something comes up where it's like, oh, but actually they were murdered. Um, I don't know if any time that's happened. Um, but he is, uh, adopted by a supervillain. <laughs> or a, a future supervillain. Um, at the time he's just a court-appointed guardian who's a very bad man. Um, who, uh, wants to kill Gar, uh, to, you know, take his inheritance. Uh, like, you know, because they just find court-appointed... They just pick out random people to be court-appointed guardians. They're like, you don't seem like a murderer, probably. Um, here you go. Here's a kid. Here's here's a child. Um, so he uh, he hires some supervillains uh, to kill Gar. Um, and these supervillains are uh, tracked down by the Doom Patrol, um, who are like, oh... They're supervillains going to murder a child. We are superheroes. Um, who safeguard from this and then, uh, realize that this boy is an orphan. Um, and his, uh, appointed guardian is obviously terrible. Um, so they adopt him. Um, he's officially adopted by, uh, two of the, uh, Two married members of the team, um, Elastigirl, uh, who obviously has, like, Mr. Fantastic-type stretchy powers, uh, and Mento, who's, uh, like a psychic. Um, Elastigirl is, uh, generally more, uh, affectionate as a parent. Mento is sort of, uh, demanding and withdrawn. Um, but, you know, they do, uh, they do take care of him, and they don't try to murder him, so it's, uh, miles better than his previous situation, um, and they do invite him to be part of the Doom Patrol, um, which is, uh, like, something that, like, I've definitely seen touched on in some stories with Gar, but it's pretty easy to forget, um, that... Out of, like, out of the new recruits for the new Teen Titans, um, Gar is the one who's been superheroing the longest. Um, and possibly even longer than some of, like, the original members who are on the new Teen Titans. Um, like, he's been doing this since he's been very young. Um, and it's interesting because he's always portrayed um as one of the younger members of the team at least like emotionally um even if they don't like talk about like exact ages to the point where like now in 
Rebirth, when he's on the Teen Titans, it feels like they de-aged him pretty significantly from where he should be. Um, but, like, despite all the the comments about his immaturity, which are mostly true, like, he's been doing this for, like, a long-ass time. Um, but, so, this all happens in the 60s, uh, in, in the real-life 60s. Uh, and then the whole, the whole Doom Patrol dies. Um. Great. Yeah, it's cool and normal. They do, I'm pretty sure, like, most of them come back at some point. Um, but the series is, uh, is being canceled, uh, in, like, the late 60s. Um. And, uh, the creative team decided, uh, to just kill all of them. If we can't have them, nobody can. Nobody can. It's like freaking Grant Morrison killing off Damien when he left Batman. Like, nobody else. Um, It's like, Grant, that's not cool. Grant, let somebody else play with your toys. Um, but, uh, they just, they just decide it would be cool to end the comic book by, uh, killing all of them. Not Gar. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if, like, Gar has, like, is, like, not on the team at this point, or if they were just like, let's not include the child in this. <laughs> let's not get the child involved. Um, but, uh... Was this before or after Jason died? This is before. Okay. So they yeah, just this- haven't hit that line yet. <laughs> No, yeah, no, they're like, what is this comic books? We don't murder children with crowbars. Um, uh, but all the Doom Patrol dies. Uh, Gar is obviously very sad about it. Um, he shows up again, actually, in, uh, the original run of Teen Titans. Uh, in the 70s, he becomes a member of, uh, Titans West which is a, a branch team of the original Teen Titans. Um, and as, while he's doing this, he's also um, acting in a sci-fi show. Okay. Called Space Trek 2020. Perfect. Um, I love it. Part, yeah, because they're like, we don't even need to use special effects on this guy. He's already green. He's green, and he can turn into whatever we want. Like, this is great. Um, and, uh, Gar is and has always been the kind of person who, like, would not really have any significant moral quandaries with, like, oh, hell yeah, I'll use my superpowers to be on a TV show. (laughs) That sounds dope. Yeah. Um, again, he's also very young. Um, I also think it's funny that, uh, um, that Gar, and this is, like, a recurring plot line for Gar, too, um, in that, like, occasionally, like, some of his old castmates from this TV show will show up, or they'll, like, get him involved with the TV show again, and there was a plot line in, uh, Rebirth Teen Titans where it was, like, a similar thing where some, he, like, left the team to go be famous. Um, and then they yeah, I think he's on back. YouTube now. Yeah, he's, he's 
favorite now. Um, it's 2019. Um, I do think it's funny that, uh, this is, like, a thing for Gar, and there's also the current, uh, the current run of Nightcrawler, um, in Age of X, where, like, he's the most famous man in the world, and he's, like, in movies and on TV shows and stuff, like, it turns out all you have to do to become a super celebrity in superhero comics is just, uh, have your skin be a weird color. Yep, that's all you need. That's all you need. Um, uh, so he's doing that, uh, he shows up, uh, throughout Teen Titans, um, and then, uh, Dick Grayson, uh, asks him to be on the new Teen Titans, uh, in 1980, when Marv Wolfman and George Perez, uh, launch the new Teen Titans, um, it's also at this point that he starts going by Changeling, um, and he's that for a while, and then he, I, he might go back and forth a couple times, um, the way Roy does with, like, Red Arrow and Arsenal, um, but, uh, I think it's funny that, uh, this is the name he was legitimately introduced with in the comic he is most famous for being in. Um, but everybody knows him as Beast Boy. It's probably that 2003 Teen Titans. It is probably 2003 Teen Titans. Um, and also Beast Boy is a much catchier name. True. Um. Alliterative. It's alliterative. It's punchy. Um, I think it, it, it gets, it gets the idea across more. Cause Changeling would be like, oh, is he like, is he, like, mystique? Like, does he turn into different people? Can he, like, you know, morph his shape? Um, was he stolen by Faye as a child? And this is the one yes. thing that was returned? <laughs> does he have fairy powers? And Beast Boy is very clearly like, this boy is animals. <laughs> um, it's also He doesn't turn into animals. He is animals. He's, he's all animals. They're all contained inside of him. Um, it's also established in his, like, sort of, uh, the issue that Wolfman and Perez do, kind of, covering his backstory, uh, and, you know, how he came to be on the Titans. Um, they establish that the reason he decided to go with Changeling, um, is because, uh, his old evil guardian who tried to have him murdered made fun of the name Beast Boy. Aww. <laughs> I'm like, oh, baby! Oh, my sweet boy! That man is nothing. Listen, um, it's fine because eventually he realized, realizes that Beast Boy is a cool and great name and he goes back to using it. Changeling is also, Changeling is not a bad name by any means. It's still very cool. Um, but Beast Boy is nice. It's a good name. And there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I would protect this boy with my life. Um, so, uh, he, uh, he's on a Titan. He's one of the founding members, obviously, of these new Teen Titans. Um, he, like we talked about with Vic, he 
very closely becomes, uh, very, very close with, uh, Vic Cyborg, um, and the two of them being best friends is just, like, a constant throughout both of their lives, um. And it's a balm upon my soul. And, yes, and it, it heals me, and it cures my wounds, and it brings me joy in my darkest hours, um, they're so sweet and supportive of each other, and love to have fun. Um, he's, as, uh, as we mentioned, and as you would probably know if you've read any version of Teen Titans or watched the 2003 cartoon, um, he's generally sort of the, uh, the comic the, relief. The, the comic relief, yeah, the, the goof off of the team, uh, the sort of, you know, wacky one, like, very much, uh, portrayed in this, uh, you know, kind of, like, uh, like, little brother who doesn't take things too seriously sort of way, generally, um, which, again, is wild, because he's been a superhero for longer than many of them, um, this is also very funny, because, like, uh, the, the Wikipedia article in this, uh, description of him says, like, however, this is only a facade, as he uses humor to hide a deep inner pain. Oh, baby. Like, oh, no. Um, which is, like, true. I think it's, like, it's a little misleading, um, because Gar's never really, like, portrayed as, like, like a Tony Stark type who's like oh yeah you know he uses all these like sarcastic comments so nobody can really get close to him um like I think it's genuinely he does want to make people around him happy um and I think he gets he definitely gets carried away with it um and I think he doesn't like you know dwelling too much on upsetting things um, but, like, I don't, like, any superhero has a lot of trauma, and any superhero who jokes a lot, like, generally still has a lot of trauma. Um, I don't think it's, like, super performative. No. Like, I do think he just sort of is like that. Um, and it makes him feel better to be, you know, a, a goofball who pals around with his best friends, and, uh, loves his teammates. And sometimes it just makes you feel better to make other people feel better. Sometimes it does. Ugh. I love Gar. Um, and there's, like, definitely there's some versions of him that do this, like, more obnoxiously. Uh, that's like, listen, he's a good boy! (laughs) There's, god, there's, like, this, uh, this scene in somewhere in New Teen Titans, where I think he, like, he writes a letter, um, to Dick, and Dick's just reading, he's like, God, I love that kid. <laughs> I'm so freaking proud of him. Um, he, uh, also one of his, um, uh, most iconic character beats in the original New Teen Titans, uh, is his romance with Tara, uh, who is you know, most known, obviously, uh, or maybe not obviously, 
I say obviously all the time because, like, I assume everyone has the cartoon, like, as deeply ingrained in their bones as you and I do. Um, but, uh, his romance with Tara, who in the very, maybe the most famous storyline of the Wolfman Perez era, uh, the Judas Contract, joins the Teen Titans, and then is revealed to be, uh, secretly working for Slade, uh, to keep, to take down the Titans from the inside. Um. Which is a good strategy, honestly. Yeah, listen, it, the thing is, if you go to the Teen Titans and you're like, I'm a sad teen and I have superpowers and I have nowhere to go, like, they're not gonna say no to you! <sighs> um, but, uh, Gar, you know, develops feelings for her, they have, uh, a romance and then she's revealed to be a traitor and she's like, ah, I was faking it the whole time but maybe I cared about you a little, but I'm still evil. Um, and it's, you know, one, very heartbreaking, and two, kind of like a big coming-of-age kind of reckoning uh, for for this boy, for this poor boy. Um, people all aren't always what they say they are. Blah! Yeah, people aren't always what they say they are, and sometimes you get your heart broken, but you gotta... Take yourself you back up. People anyways. Yeah. Um and then uh after this his biggest romantic plot line is sort of this on again, off again thing with Raven, um, that we talked about in the Raven episode. Uh that it's sometimes sometimes I like, sometimes I'm not that fond of it. Um and depends on how it's handled. Depends on how it's handled, and obviously, uh, it's always a challenge because Raven's going evil every, like, ten issues. Uh. Yeah, but you know, Beast Boy had some, uh, some experience with that, so. Yeah, he's like, I've learned, I've learned from this, and I'm going to stand by you and, uh, hopefully help you to not be evil. Why do all my girlfriends turn evil? God, what am I doing wrong? Um, so, uh, he goes, he rejoins, uh, the Titans West at some point. Um, he teams up with, uh, Betty Kane, who was like, who uh, was complicated, but she was like the first Batgirl and then she becomes Flamebird, but she's also a Titan for a little bit. Um, and she and Gar are pretty close. Um, and then, uh, he ends up, along with Vic and Corey, uh, becoming a mentor to the next generation of Titans after them, which is the team with Tim and, uh, Connor and Bart and Cassie, uh, and all those guys. Um, in which Gar is, like, still very much kind of a lighthearted, extroverted goofball, um, which is especially funny in this context because Tim is hyper-serious, uh, Khan is extremely brooding, um, Bart is even more of a lighthearted, extroverted goofball, um, and Cassie is also pretty serious and brooding. <laughs> um, because 
you know, it's like the 2000s, and everybody's just like that. <laughs> um, so he, uh, he leads that team, he, you know, helps them out with a few things after he's done mentoring them, um, he, he is in the New 52, um, in which he's red. Which is, like... Why? Why? Why is such a great... Literally, absolutely, 100% the most iconic thing about this character. It's so, so funny to me. Because there's, like, a lot, genuinely, like, a weird number of, like, costume changes in the New 52 reboot that are just making things red. Like, it's like, Nightwing! He looks basically the same, but, like, the bird is red now. Taking Beast Boy and making him red is just like, what purpose did this serve? None. Besides your weird aesthetic, your weird Hot Topic aesthetic, New 52. <laughs> Green is too goofy, but if he's red, he's like... Dangerous. Edgy. Dangerous. Look out. Um, Here he comes. Beast Boy. He's Beast red Boy. now. Um, anyways, it's, uh, it's freaking, it's ridiculous as hell. Um, thankfully, obviously, that, uh, does not last because, uh, so much of the New 52 was bad and they were like, nope, 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 nope. Um, he is on the Teen Titans in, uh, DC Rebirth, um, which we mentioned, uh, and I'm, again, I'm, like, a little weird about it, um, because he and Corey both in Rebirth Titans, like, read as significantly younger than they should, um, and I think part of it was just that, like, oh, we want to have some familiar faces on this version of the Teen Titans, uh, but we don't want to have them here as, like, mentors. Like, we want them to be on the team. Um, but it, it feels, it, it, it does feel a little bit off to me. Um, that, like, Gar would be acting like this after he's, you know, been doing this for so long. Um, but also it's Rebirth and it's like, oh, it's, Technically the original continuity, but also we definitely did change some things, so. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> who, who knows? Who can say? Um, the point is, um, I adore Gar. Um, he's, he's a very, he's just, he's just a sweet boy who loves his friends. Um, and he fills that niche I love a lot, uh, especially on, like, the, 80s Teen Titans, um, of that sort of, you know, younger brother type character, um, where everyone's like, oh my god, you know, like, Gar, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta chill out, you're being, like, so obnoxious, and then, like, the second anybody lays a hand on him, everybody on the team is like, hey, that's our boy! That is my brother, and you will not touch him! How dare you, sir! How dare you? Um, he's also, uh, obviously, very iconically, in 2003 Teen Titans, um, voiced 
very iconically by Greg Sight. Um, I was like scrolling through the section of the Wikipedia article that's like appearances in other media. Um, and so, so, so many of them, more than uh, maybe any other like Teen Titan is like, Greg Sipes reprises the role in this movie. Greg Sipes reprises the role in this video game. Like, <laughs> Greg Sipes, it's, not, it's just like, it is, this isn't like, I'm not making fun of it, anyone involved, because it's like such an iconic vocal performance, um, to the point where um, I got into uh, the 2012 uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, partly because a friend told me they're like, Greg Sipes is voicing Michelangelo, and I was like, I gotta hear my boy. And, like, the first <laughs> episode I watched, um, it's like, you know, like, somebody hits Michelangelo in a fight, and he makes that little, like, Greg Sipes, like, surprise, like, squeaky Yelp noise. I was like, that's him! That's my boy! There he is! There he is! Um, actually, while we're talking about this, can I share... One of my number one favorite stories. Um, Absolutely. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, several years back, went to Comic-Con and uh, went to a voice actor panel that Greg Sipes was on and was telling me about how in real life he's just like this like totally like sunshiny, just like space cadet kind of like surfer dude type. Um and he was sharing this story about, like, being at a recording studio. He's like, yeah, and they, like, they had some sort of meeting going on. And then they, like, rolled out, like, that, like, Hanna-Barbera in this wheelchair. And everybody else was like, Greg, Hannah and Barbera are two different people. You know that, right? Oh. oh. Like, what? <laughs> That's so cute. Um, That's so good. It's so good. Anyways, Craig Sykes is great. Um, Garfield Logan is great. I love that his name is Garfield, and they named him Garfield in the 60s when it was probably a little bit less weird. Um, and now his name is just Garfield forever. <laughs> um, did you have anything you wanted to add or any comics you wanted to discuss? Um... One, I love Gar. Yes, important. Thank you. <laughs> Two, I did not read any comics, but I did watch She-Ra and the Princess of Power, and that was good. Excellent. Have you? Are you all caught up? Because I haven't seen the second season yet. I am all caught up, yeah. Oh my goodness. First season is so freaking good. Yeah. I love those kids. That's sort of, that's sort of comics related, because Noelle Stevenson does comics. Yeah, I, I suppose that is a that is that is something that we could. God, I'm so proud of Noelle Stevenson. I'm so goddamn proud of her. From the days when she was drawing modern day Lord of the Rings fan art. Like honestly, I followed her on Tumblr probably in the middle of Nimona, and I'm just like, look at you making cartoons and writing comics oh, and I'm, oh, 
it's like, oh, I'm so proud of this person I have never met nor talked to. That's a mood. That's a big, uh... Welcome to the internet age. Yeah, yeah, 2019, baby. Um, this was, uh, this was a very weird week in, uh, in comics news. Uh, a lot of you have probably seen, uh, Tom King was very abruptly kicked off of Batman, um, and then he announced that he was, uh, launching a Batman Catwoman limited series with Clay Mann, uh, at the beginning of next year, um, and I still don't know what to make of this situation, um, because it feels like if DC was very unhappy with the way Tom King was writing Batman, um, like, one, they wouldn't have let him get to, like, 70-plus issues before they decided, like, ah, um, and two, they wouldn't be giving him another Batman series to be writing. But also, he definitely didn't leave of his own accord to go do this Batman Catwoman thing instead, because he was literally, we just talked about this, he was literally just talking about the stuff that would be happening at the end of his 100-issue Batman run. I do find it very, uh, suspicious that he's like, yeah, the last 15 issues of Batman's gonna change everything for centuries or whatever. And then... (laughs) For a thousand years? Yeah, and then... They cut him off at 85. Yeah. They're like, you're going to have 85 issues. And it's like, well, I guess those last 15 issues that's going to change a lot of stuff just didn't cut it. Yeah, it's so, it's such a weird, weird, weird thing to do. And feels very specific. And I don't know why, like, after he's clearly already cleared what he was going to do, why DC is like, Actually, we changed our minds. You can't have that. Um, I, and, like, I've seen... There's been, like, some fan backlash over the most recent issue. Um, mostly because, uh, it's about, like, Babs gets a bunch of other Bat Family members to, like, stage basically an intervention. Uh, because Bruce is, like, really messed up and he's not doing great. Um, and she gets, like, uh... I think Duke and maybe Helena, I I honestly can't remember. Um, Dick is not there, uh, but Jason, and Jason's not there. Tim is there, um, and Tim is trying to talk to Bruce, and Bruce is, uh, not really dealing well with it because he's really messed up and he just had this whole weird, like, nightmare hell thing that he was going through. Um, and Tim is trying to be like, Bruce just talked to us, um, and Bruce hits him across the face. Um, and it's, like, very clearly intended to be a moment that, of, like, oh, holy shit, like, something's really, really wrong, and everybody there is, like, shocked and horrified. Uh, and Bruce is like, oh my god. Um, and, like, I've seen a lot of people getting very upset about it, um, which I think is fair. I think I'm also in the camp of, like, no matter 
how bad things are, Bruce would never, ever, ever, ever hit one of his kids. Um, but it's also, like, I don't think it's enough of a thing to be like, oh, Tom King's canceled over it. Um, especially when also, like, the other current, like, most renowned, like, Batman writer who's, like, working at DC right now, uh, Scott Snyder, who obviously I also love, um, Bruce does hit Dick across the face very hard at the end of Court of Owls, um, for, like, a way, like, less meaningful reason, um, yeah, I was not chill with that when I read that one. Yeah, it's, it's I'm just very, like, what? Why? Why? Just, just tell him, be like, there's a thing in your tooth. Yeah. Here's a dental mirror, like, Bruce! Um, and like, I, I wasn't really, you know, super DC online when I read that, so maybe people were getting really mad about that, too. Um... But Scott Snyder's still going, and, like, I don't see a lot of, like, hate directed towards him, so, I don't know. Again, I don't, like, I don't want to be, like, a super Tom King apologist when, you know, he's a successful white man in a field that, like, does prioritize, like, cishet white men, uh, and he's won, like, a thousand Eisners, and clearly he's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but I do, like, genuinely, I like his writing. He seems to be a pretty cool guy. Um, and I just, I do not, I do not know what to make of this decision. I'm so perplexed. Have they announced who's going to replace him? Not that I've seen. Um, they might have, and I just, like, missed it. Uh... Because he hasn't been talking about it very much on Twitter or anything, and I assume there's, like, you know, NDAs in place, like, all over. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, that's very weird. Uh, aside from that, an, a thing that was announced that I was excited about is that, um, Chip Zdarsky is going to be doing, like, uh, a, uh, a fantasy, like, two-issue miniseries um, illustrated by uh, Chris Anka, who's currently drawing Runaways and doing just a spectacular job. Um, So that looks very, very cool, and I'm very excited to see that. Um, And also a new issue of Runaways came out this past week, um, and it has one of my favorite covers, but also I, I feel like every cover of the new Runaways, I'm like, this is my new favorite cover. Um, but that, um, I'm still loving that. I am still absolutely adoring New Runaways, and I'm so thrilled by it. Um, I think that's all I wanted to say. Uh, if you have opinions on the Tom King situation, or on She-Ra, or on Beast Boy, or Greg Sipe stories, or anything else at all, you can find us, uh, at Capes and Japes on Twitter, on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server uh, that you can hop into 
we uh we have a Patreon if you want to uh support us there. I think we have a few new patrons since last time. We um, do. Yeah. Uh, shoot, let me open up my emails. Okay. Oh, jeez. Ah, jeez. Ah, gee whiz. Um, I know, uh, Shuck has joined us now. Uh, I know Alice has joined us now. Yes. Um, Those are the two that have joined us. All right. Uh, excellent. And we are super duper grateful. Um, we love to have you here. Um, if you want to come join these wonderful, amazing rad people, um, you can get access to our bonus episodes, uh, once a month. You can join us for movie night. Uh, you can help us pick what topics we talk about. Um, and you can, uh, support us in what we do. If you, you know, feel like that's something you want to do. And if you want to do that, uh, but you can't do that through Patreon, uh, we would love if you would leave us a rating and a review. Um, if you would, uh, tell your friends about this show, um, or if you would just, you know, just keep on listening and keep on joining us, uh, cause we sure do appreciate it. Um, and we appreciate you being with us here for this, this, this episode. There we go. Um, so thank you for being here on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elyon, and as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman, but don't be written by Tom King. But don't hit your sons. Don't hit your sons. Sexy Batman, do not hit your sons.